Well, today we begin our Advent journey, and our first candle, which apparently needed a little bit more oil, uh, is the candle we remember as hope. And Advent is certainly a time for us to think and hold fast to hope, a hope and trust in God's work in our lives and in the world. But the first Sunday of Advent always also features this apocalyptic vision uh, of Jesus talking about the end times. And we just heard in our gospel text uh, exactly that. The stars falling from the sky, the Son of Man coming in power, and all the rest of it. And you go, wow, this is completely different if you think about the season of Advent or the weeks leading up to Christmas. When other people are, are so hyper-focused on gifts and parties and traditions, our church tradition is to focus toward the end times, not as a threat but as a promise. And so Advent is a time of hope, it's a time of anticipation, and it's a time of waiting. Jesus told his followers to be alert, to be awake. But he said, keep your eyes open. So he loses the lesson of the fig tree. He says, from the fig tree, learn its lessons. As soon as the branch becomes tender and puts forth all of its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things that are taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. And truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until these things have taken place. Now, it's that last piece of that scripture, these things that this generation will not pass away until these things have taken place, that I think has confounded both the early church and every generation uh, since then. Because we think, is now the time? And people get so worked up looking for all the signs of the end, and they've interpreted through a very narrow lens some pieces of Scripture, both in the Old Testament and especially in the book of Revelation, thinking this geopolitical thing that just happened, whether it's the war in Gaza or whatever the current events show us, that this must be what Jesus was talking about. But the truth is that word generation maybe is better understood as a season. It's the season that we're in, a season of already and not yet. Through Christ's death and resurrection, God's victory is already secure, and yet it's not quite a reality. We still live in a broken world. We're a world filled with darkness and despair. And so, what do we do? We seek to try to wait faithfully. But I was also thinking just more practically about my own lived experience and this season of Advent throughout my life. And I have to say, one of the traditions in my family was to make Christmas lists. How many of you uh, still do this, make a Christmas list? And think about the, the essence of a Christmas list. Why do we do that? I think in some level what we're trying to do is, is to alleviate 
the anxiety that people who may want to get us a gift but have no idea what we like and give them a clue like if you got one of these things that would be great and we do we still do a family gift exchange with my sandin aunts and cousins and now uh, with kelly's family we do a gift exchange as well and uh, i've been on the text chain that never ends with everyone adding their list it was like 45 texts in like one day over thanksgiving break it's a little much but at the same time wow i would have no i it's a secret list so i can't tell you who i what name i got but I had no idea what the person would want unless I saw their list. But the other side of that is, when I was growing up, my mother never needed a list. And she would get things for me that I didn't even think to ask for. And I was remembering one Christmas morning, my parents uh, got my brother and I a shared gift, which is dangerous. <laughs> but it was one of those uh, tabletop hockey games with the twist things, and I would have never asked for that. It was a great gift. Of course, we broke it shortly thereafter, <laughs> but it was a great gift. So the thing about, about those lists is it's really about control, and that's the same thing about this waiting for the end times. We are looking for signs. We want to predict it because guess what? When we're living in an already and not yet kind of reality, it's really anxiety-producing. We don't know how to function when God says, wait and trust. But just like my mom knew what I needed more than I knew, that's God for us. God knows exactly what we need and provides us all that we need, and it will be better than we could have even hoped for. The list that we have in mind for our best future pales in comparison to what God is going to do. And so we live in that moment, and that's what this season of Advent is, and I hope and pray that you can opt out of some of the craziness of this season and opt into a spiritual place where you believe and trust, and instead of getting consumed with worry and anxiety, that you wrap yourself in hope. In the meantime, Jesus tells us to be awake. Jesus tells his disciples, as you are navigating this already not yet kind of reality, to be awake. And so he, he says to them, if we can put that scripture up, about that day or time, neither, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. And so I say, I say this to you all. Be awake. Now, I was thinking about this term, be awake, and uh, there's this, as people probably know, there's this term of being woke that has taken on a, a pejorative meaning. And it usually means, no one can really define what it means, but they think it's an insult. But I, I think the idea of being woke, because Jesus says stay awake, is probably a good thing. To have our eyes open to what's happening, to be aware, to be alert, uh, opens us up tr because we don't have to be anxious 
Instead, we can be in trust and know that we are in good hands. And in Isaiah 64, it says, the Lord works for those who wait. I love that idea. The Lord works for those who wait. So as we are hoping and trusting and not being anxious, the Lord is at work on our behalf. We may not know how, we may not know when, but we believe and trust that the Lord works while we wait. And then that a second part of that Isaiah text that really grabbed me was this idea that God is the potter and we are the clay, that when we trust and believe, when we can live not filled with anxiety but filled with hope, then God will mold us and make us, shape us into the person God has called us to be. Advent is a time of waiting, but it's also a time of promise. And Jesus will come again in power. And that's that vision that Jesus lays out, that the Son of Man will come and in, in power and in glory and bring into existence the full reality of God's kingdom. This is a promise, that it will not be doom and gloom. It'll be justice and mercy and restoration and redemption for you and for all people and for the creation itself. So as we wait, let us wait in hope. As we wait, let us wait in trust. As we wait, let us stay awake Let us be aware, let our hearts be open, so that we might be molded and shaped in God's image. Amen.